Welcome to the Bible Speaks. My name is Supreme Nabis and in the last episode we looked at three lessons from Daniel chapter 3. If you're not familiar with Daniel chapter 3, it's the story of the three Hebrew boys, Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, who were thrown into the furnace because they didn't bow to King Nebuchadnezzar's statue. This is the second and final part in the two-part series and although in the previous episode I said that I would share three more lessons, there are actually four more lessons that I learned from that story. Yeah, four, one extra. And if you haven't listened to the first part, please click the link in the description to listen to it and you'll get the full gist. Without wasting much time, let's get into the story. Now, a little background. In the previous episode, we were at the point where Nebuchadnezzar gave Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego a second chance to save themselves, to bow down to the statue so they would have the full orchestra play. You know, the flute, the lair, the many instruments, they would have them play specially for them as a signal to bow. So we want to see what happened after that, after Nebuchadnezzar made this offer to them. Let's see what happened. And like I said in the previous episode, I'm, I'm sharing these lessons because although this exact scenario of, you know, a king making a statue and forcing people to bow down to it, it may not play out right now. It may not play out in in today's world, right? But we are living in times when systems and policies are not being friendly to Christians. They are not friendly to believers. So we're being forced to bow to strange and ungodly ideologies, practices, and, and you know ways of doing things. So please, I don't want you to see this lesson as just a story. It's not a mere story. It's it's actually a guide and a strategy to deal with today's statues in quotes. Whatever statue is facing you today, probably it's at your office or your place of dwelling or your school, wherever, you need to know how to deal with these things. And, and, and I, I pray that these lessons actually help you. So let's jump right into number four. Now, the, the fourth lesson here is have absolute trust in God. Have absolute trust in God. And we're taking that from Daniel chapter 3, verse 16 to 18. And I'll read. So Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied to the king, Nebuchadnezzar, we don't need to give you an answer to this question. If the God we serve exists, then he can rescue us from the furnace of blazing fire, and he can rescue us from the power of you, the king. 18 says, but even if he does not rescue us, we want you as king to know that we will not serve your gods or worship the gold statue you set up. Right, that's what the the Hebrew boys said to the king, and and I would I would have to say something here, that when you're faced with such a situation, in faith we may say that uh, God will do it. Yeah, that's showing faith, or we we'll say God will save us, right? But when when you're exhibiting trust, then you say that even if God doesn't save me, even if God doesn't come through for me, if He doesn't, I still believe in His choice that it is best for me. It may not appear good, but but you trust that God is good. So you trust that ultimately all that he does is good. And that's what the three Hebrew boys exhibited here, trust in God. They didn't just have faith in God, they had trust. And some people call it blind trust, right? And I don't know which other being, which other person you should have blind trust in but God. Um, but blind trust that that's what helps you stay plugged into god when you don't get what you want from him you may want a job or a contract with one high sounding client or one company but god may be keeping you away from it god may be keeping you away from from the client because it's probably a client from hell 
you know it may keep you from a job because it may drain you it may keep you from a relationship because it doesn't want you miserable for the rest of your life it may keep you late for a trip because it doesn't want you dead i mean it's not ready to have you in heaven yet right so <laughs> so i mean these are different situations where we should actually exhibit trust in god have absolute trust in god when you're faced with adverse situations like this just have absolute trust in god that whatever happens whatever comes your way that god is always good god may allow you go into that furnace just to show the Nebuchadnezzar in your life that he alone is God. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they didn't believe, didn't just believe in God and his ability to save them. They actually trusted in his judgment if he decided not to save them. And that says something. It says something to me. I mean, I don't know what you are faced with today, but you should trust God with it. Trust him with your life and uh, with your circumstances. Have absolute trust in him. Right. um, So let's go to number four. Number five, we just did number four. So lesson number five is intimidation means that you are winning. Intimidation means you're winning. Wow. So that sounds like an irony, right? But we'll read um, verse 19 to 23 to see the sense in that. Now, I'll, I'll read. Um, if, Like I said in the previous episode, the Bible translation I'll be using is the whole man Christian standard Bible H H C S B, right? Let's go. Verse nineteen. Then Nebuchadnezzar was filled with rage, and the expression on his face changed toward Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He gave orders to heat the furnace seven times more than was customary. Twenty, and he commanded some of the best soldiers in his army to tie up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and throw them into the furnace of blazing fire. So these men in their trousers, robes, head coverings, and their clothes were tied up and thrown into the furnace of blazing fire. Since the king's command was so urgent and the furnace extremely hot, the raging flames killed those men who carried up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell bound into the furnace of blazing fire. You see, I, I like the way the Bible kept clarifying who was thrown in and who died. I liked, <laughs> I liked that so that we just be clear, right? So intimidation means you are win, winning. What does that mean? Now, re- in, the, in the previous lesson, we see that the Hebrew boys exhibited absolute trust in God. And sometimes when you ex- exhibit absolute trust in God, faith and absolute trust in God, you think that the adversary is going to back down you think that the enemy is going to you know go back into his cave and 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 hide but many times that's not what happens he heats up the furnace seven more times seven times more than is necessary more than is customary more than is normal he brings out his big guns he brings out the strongest soldiers in his army to tie you up the bloody civilian right the the furnace was heated seven times more than usual and that's just the devil's way of intimidation. That's the devil's way of intimidating you, causing you to want to lose hope or faith or trust in, in God. He makes your circumstance worse than it actually is. He, or he makes it seem worse, right? It probably may not be worse, but he just causes you to overthink, right? Just gives you the wrong thoughts and you start overthinking about what is actually happening. Meanwhile, you could have just, you know, spoken against it or you could have just stayed and trusted that God has you covered right when you're faced with a situation that's causing you to do the wrong thing and to bow to the world system saying no once it doesn't mean that the temptations will stop immediately 
it won't stop immediately you should just know that you are winning that god is actually working it out you you will be intimidated even more right so i mean take for instance job now when job lost the the first things he lost he he suffered right if he had cursed god he probably would have had to go through all the the different pains that he had to go through the losing of his children the losing of his livestock the losing of his health he probably wouldn't have had to go through all this the devil would have made his point from that very beginning but no job stayed steadfast he stayed faithful to god and look at the temptation of jesus christ when when he was tempted if he had fallen if jesus christ had fallen for the first temptation i don't think the devil would have brought the last two right he would have gotten what he wanted from the very first one i want us to remember that that when when the devil keeps bringing things to you you should know that god is counting on you god wants to boast about you god wants to boast with your life with your story right so you 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 need to hold on fast all right so that's number five let's jump to number six number six is also found in these verses we can find it in uh, verses 20 to 22 so i'll read and he commanded some of the best soldiers in his army to tie up shadrach meshach and abednego and throw them into the furnace of the blazing fire so these men in their trousers robes head coverings and other clothes were tied up and thrown into the furnace of blazing fire since the king's command was so urgent and the furnace extremely hot the raging flames killed those men who carried up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. The lesson number six is that your enemy sacrifices too. Now, uh, let me take it back a bit. In part one, we talked about how the domain of King Nebuchadnezzar was virtually the entire world and he was known as the King of Kings. And in these verses we just read, we can see that some of the best soldiers in his army were deployed to, to tie up these three civilians. These three guys, which means these these men ought to have been for war purposes, right? They probably were the strongest men in the world, in the entire kingdom of King Nebuchadnezzar, right? They were used to tie up civilians. They were sacrificed, all right? These men were possibly the strongest in the realm, and they were sacrificed for for such a cause as this. It was wasted. As, As far as I'm concerned, it's wasted resources, right? They were sacrificed the resources for heating the furnace could have been used for for the common good of the people but no for the sake of the pride of the king these sacrifices had to be made right and i, I want you to know that the enemy will go to great lengths to to get you down he will make sacrifices to get you to turn away from god right the enemy will make sacrifices because he is serious about his mission He's serious about his mission and I would like to ask you as, as a believer, are you serious about your own mission? Are you serious about your own worship of the Father? Are you serious about you know, standing as a believer, standing firm as a believer? What are you willing to sacrifice for the kingdom of God that you represent? God has already shown his seriousness about his, his intention to get us all into his kingdom with him. He made the greatest sacrifice of them all, the sacrifice of a sinless man, the sacrifice of a pure and blameless man, the man Jesus Christ, his son. And he sacrificed him on the cross for us to, to redeem and to reconcile us to himself. And that sacrifice, it trumps any other sacrifice that any man can make, that anyone, that any being can make. That sacrifice is more potent than, than anything that the devil can do or that any enemy can do. Right, so I, I, I just want us to know that yes, your enemy sacrifices to you have to know that. 
but the sacrifice that God has made on our behalf is, is, is bigger than anything that anybody can ever do against you. Alright, so that's lesson number six. Lesson number seven that I learned from Daniel chapter three. It says, your obedience glorifies God. This is the last one and I, I kind of love, I, I really love this lesson. Uh, it's taken from verse 28 to verse 30. It says, Nebuchadnezzar exclaimed, Praise to the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He sent his angel and rescued his servants who trusted in him. They violated the king's command and risked their lives rather than serve or worship any god except their own. Therefore, I issue a decree that anyone of any people, nation, or language who says anything offensive against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego will be torn limb from limb and his house made a garbage dump. Wow. It says, for, for there is no other God who is able to deliver like this. Then the king rewarded Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the province of Babylon, all because they were obedient to God. You see, our obedience is, is, is a tool to glorify God. Our obedience is what glorifies God. People People will see us and they will glorify our Father in heaven, right? So, so what happened is that, yes, they were thrown into the furnace, but they were not burnt. Even though the men who threw, the, threw them in were burnt, they were not burnt, nothing. It wasn't as if there was any smoke on them at all. Instead, there was a fourth man. And it's, it's beautiful to see that King Nebuchadnezzar himself was the one who saw the fourth man in the fire. He was the one who saw the fourth man in the fire. Nobody else had to tell him. He saw it with his own eyes, right? And he had to glorify God with his own mouth and see that no other God is able to deliver like this. It's beautiful to see, right? It's beautiful. A part of the Bible tells us that we should let our lights shine so bright so that those who see it will glorify God. That's what the three Hebrew boys did. And I think that's what we're supposed to do with our lives today. We're supposed to shine our lights so that people who see us will glorify God right people who who see our good deeds people who see how we we obey god we we act in 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 accordance with his will we act in accordance with god's guide god's guidance and god's word people who see that will will actually glorify god because they see us representing our father we they see us representing his nature right shadrach meshach and abednego glorify god with their actions and in turn they inspired king nebuchadnezzar who didn't believe in their god Nebuchadnezzar did not believe in the Almighty God before he started to glorify God. So that's 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 what we have to do every day, every day. It's not every day that you get to have such a large audience like what the the, the Hebrew boys had. You don't have to have that large audience before you obey God, before you you show forth the, the the glory of God. You don't have to have that. You can do that in whatever small settings you have in your local assembly, in your church, in your family, wherever it is that you find yourselves, let's just show forth the glory of God and inspire somebody's heart to, to glorify God. As I say this, I, I know that someone may think about the, the scale of the obedience or the project that God may be leading you to go in, but no matter how big or small it may be, just remember that the Bible says that if you're faithful in little, you're faithful in much. Also remember the story of the talents. Don't don't stay idle. Get to work. Be obedient with what God has placed in your care. The little job that God has has given you to do. Just be obedient in it, and you'll be glorifying you'll be glorifying God just as these three Hebrew boys did. Right. 
And just like that, we have come to the end of this series of lessons learned in Daniel chapter 3. I, I, I'm so glad that I got to share this with you. I'm glad about this opportunity that I got. And I hope that you will allow God to do his work in your heart with the lessons that you have learned so far. If you haven't listened to the previous episode, please check the, the show description. And if you have any comments, any feedback, any questions, please comment below or share with me via email at hellobiblespeaks at gmail.com. You can also send a voice note by going to anchor.fm forward slash the Bible speaks forward slash message. All the links are in the description. And until the next episode, I remain supreme. Thank you and God bless. Thank you.